Success Formula with me, Lucy Parsons, and we're also recording a video episode of this um of this episode of the podcast and um, which you'll be able to find on YouTube. Today I'm interviewing David Rendell who is the newest academic coach on our coaching team um, and you'll get to hear all about David and um, his long career in education and how he might be able to help your child with their academic progress. Welcome David to the podcast. Thank you. okay first of all David could you tell us a little bit about your history and what brought you to academic coaching well I I was a secondary teacher in the independent sector for 22 years Um, and my my subject was geography incidentally Um, I I left full-time teaching uh, some years ago to explore other opportunities uh, and I trained as a life coach so I do coaching as a profession uh, for all sorts of people Um, but I've I've very much kept a a foot in the education camp as well. I'm a personal tutor, do a lot of tutoring uh, for A-level and GCSE primarily and I have also up until this year been working in two university departments, uh, training future teachers. That's an interesting job, that is, isn't it? I, mm. yeah, yes, and I, I remember from my own teacher training, like I always say that the best teaching I ever received was when I was training to be a teacher, because, you know, you've got to have good teachers, training future teachers, haven't you? Mm. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And tell us a bit about um, the work that you did in schools, because I know you told me at one stage you were a housemaster and and you particularly worked with boys. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. I mean, the school I was in was co-ed, but I was uh, in my latter years, I was a housemaster in a boys boarding house. Um, So uh, alongside my academic teaching duties, I had this um, pastoral responsibility for looking after, what would it be, somewhere in the region of 30 borders, um, uh, but uh, including day boys, about 60 boys in total between the ages of 13 and 18. So that kept me on my toes. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) I I also um, ran the geography department for a few years uh, as well, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, thank you. So um, we all have struggles in our education and nobody is exempt from that. So would you mind telling us about a struggle that you've experienced in your education and how you overcame it? Hmm. Well, I thought I thought carefully about this and uh, I, I could really only talk about one uh, major struggle that I had. I had other minor ones, but I felt I, I, I should share this. During my A-level years, um, I went through a a very bad patch of um, uh, mental illness. I had um, severe depression, which I didn't know. I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, But, uh, and as a consequence, I underperformed in my A-levels quite significantly. But the, um, the, the way out of that fix was 
um, seeking some professional help. I was persuaded to seek some professional help, which um, uh, was very, very helpful. Um, but also, I'd, I'd got uh, sufficient grades to get me into university. And then there's always a way back, I think, with education, you know. Um, okay, so the A-levels weren't great, but I came out with a decent degree, you know. Yeah. Um, I started to enjoy life again and um, uh, largely put the troubles behind me and got stuck in and, and started to enjoy academic life again. And really now, I, I, perhaps I shouldn't say this, Lucy, because A-levels are so important, mm -hmm. but... You know, now as a uh, an adult, um, A levels are no longer important. You know, it's um, they were important at the time. Of course, they were to get me, you know, into a university. And I I certainly felt awful having underperformed in A level. But now, you know, in job interviews and so on, no one's interested in my A level grades. No. You know, it's all the things I've done since. You yes. know. So and I hope you, that helps. It, it does. And I thank you so much for sharing that with such honesty, because, you know, it's still in this day and age difficult to share about mental health issues, despite all the talk about it. So thank you very much for being so honest. And I know a lot. Well, not a lot, but a number of the people that approach us for one to one coaching are suffering, particularly from anxiety. It's something that I see a lot coming in our way. So thank you for that. And yeah, I completely corroborate what you say about, you know, A-levels and A-level grades. Every stage is important, isn't it, mm. to get you to the next stage. But it, but that's what it's for, is getting you to the next stage. And so if it does the trick in terms of getting you to the next stage, then yeah, you can kind of, mm. you know, you, you may have some regrets, but not too many regrets, I hope. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Um, what, so in terms of your experience as a teacher and a parent, um, how does this give you a kind of, a, a, well, an, a perspective really on academic coaching in terms of your background? Yes. Um, both my children, who are now adults, um, experience different challenges with, in their academic life. And um, I think uh, from a parent's perspective, uh, they just needed to know that I, that I was always there to help should they wish. Um, but I really tried not to be on their case and being the persistently worried parent in the back of in the back of the room, uh, you know, constantly uh, nagging away. Um, I guess uh, you know through teaching as well. Um, well, having gone through my own education and through uh, a lot of teaching, um, I I was well placed to. Um, uh, provide whatever skills I had. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, uh, a lot of what I was doing is just the sort of things that um, uh, we do uh, in, in a life more extraordinary. You know, it was, it was a, about finding ways to motivate, um, uh, providing uh, help with uh, revision systems, um, 
and uh, you know, uh, just just being able to provide that kind of uh, practical, non-subject specific support, um, yeah. which I guess you know I was certainly doing as a parent, uh, and there's a and there's a uh, housemaster as well. Definitely. I know a lot of the parents that come to work with us say that they've tried to give that advice to their own children and their children don't want to hear it from them, that, but they will hear it from, you know, somebody from outside the family and neutral voice. It, mm. Did you have that with your own children or were they quite happy to listen to you? Um, well, with one of the, one of my children, um, I was very aware that, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't push it shouldn't yes. push my support that I would wait until he was uh, approached me mm-hmm. you know um, otherwise that uh, you know I, I I sense that might have caused a bit of antagonism if I'd been on his case all the time yeah. <laughs> um, that was about knowing but, but, the child but, you know when when he asked for support then I then I was I knew he really need, wanted it yeah yeah how, how was that because I, I know so many parents find it so difficult to kind of sit back and wait and watch their children while they perceive them to be making mistakes. Did, did you find that difficult or did you just recognise that as part of the process, really? Um, it, it wasn't easy at times. Mm. Uh, I have to say, you know, my family had the advantage in that the, my two children actually went to the school uh, that I taught at. Yes. Um, and so if they didn't want to hear it from me, I could have a little quiet word in one of my colleagues' ears. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that would work <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And do you have any um, stories about how you've helped students with the kind of things that um, we help students with through academic coaching, kind of revision skills, time planning, you know, organisation, that kind of thing? Um. Well, what I had in mind on this was, wasn't actually so much to do with the, um, the study skills. It was, it was actually a, a particular case in point where uh, a young man in, um, uh, going into year 13 who really just didn't know what, to want, what he wanted to do with his life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, I mean, this is part of what we do, isn't it? You know, we give support with personal statements and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and I can look back on it now and I can see that it was coaching because I, I asked him questions. Um, I didn't, give, I didn't uh, give opinions. I just asked him questions that would hopefully lead him somewhere uh, and clarify his thinking. But I remember one thing that, what, what, one set of questions that, that really did seem to sort of uh, get him, get him um, thinking in in a in a more directive way and that was really just to identify those specific parts of his a level studies and his general interests that that he did he enjoyed and just um identified those and suddenly um uh, uh, something began to emerge an interest in landscape from his physical, from the geography and and uh, the uh, the aesthetic from his his art, where he was doing a lot of landscape painting, and um, suddenly something popped into 
the the conversation about uh, landscape architecture as a as a possibility. Well, long and the short of it is that thirty years later he has his own practice in landscape architecture and is doing extremely well. Wow! So that was that was a, a, a oh this is that was way back in my early teaching career, and it suddenly showed that one can really make a difference. Um, just by helping clarify, helping a student clarify their thinking. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, through through my tutoring, um, I've done a lot of work with students um, on motivation and uh, getting themselves organized, getting a, a plan together. Um, and it it genuinely um, it genuinely does help them. Yeah. 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 And how do, how do you see it as distinct from tutoring? Because you do both, don't you? So like, what are the differences really in, that you see in outcomes or and how students receive it really? Well, um, the uh, the tutoring is obviously subject specific mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, um, a lot of what I do is is uh, reteaching the theory that they've, they've covered in class that maybe they didn't under, the student didn't understand. Um, and also um, looking at um, past papers, of course, and working through questions and giving specific guidance on uh, what the geography examiners are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also do uh, in geography, there's a, there's a great emphasis on case studies. Um, so um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a great fan of learning the case study directly from the textbook. Yeah. Uh, all you know, some of them are very good, and, but wherever possible, trying to make geography relevant to their lives and and um, uh, where we can relate the geographical theory to their real life experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of, on the tutoring side, but but you, you know. It's not really quite answering your question. You were looking for the differences, but uh, I'll just make the point that there's also considerable overlaps. You know, I find myself constantly sort of coaching when I'm doing my tutoring, you know, uh, not necessarily providing the answers, but but, uh, asking the right questions to get the the thinking going or or, uh, offering some strategies to help with motivation or revision skills, whatever it might be. Yes. Yeah. So so coaching really is about asking questions to help people discover the answers themselves, mm. isn't it? Whereas mm. um, I think with teenagers, sometimes it, you do have to give a bit more kind of direction and prodding, don't you, that, than you do with old, um, adults, um, because they're often not very confident to come up with the answers right. themselves. Right. You, you have to give them the confidence, but it, it really is about trying to steer them in mm. in a in a direction that works for them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of uh, uh, the approach um, with uh, a life more extraordinary is probably more towards the mentoring end of the spectrum yeah. than the coaching end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah offering a little bit more in terms of advice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, David. We'll finish today with some quick fire questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the first question is, um, which book has had the biggest impact on your life? Okay, um, uh, 
I think uh, one that had an enormous impact on my life, one that I've uh, actually pulled off the bookshelf, um, is uh, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson, um, which I, I, I won't say that I read it in its entirety when I was 15, but I, I dipped into it when I was 15. And uh, this is the book that, uh, or one of the books that really got the environmental movement going yeah. in the early 1960s. She was, she was a biologist and also a fantastic writer. And in this book, she, she um, uh, outlines the insidious uh, effects of uh, pesticides mm -hmm. on the, uh, on the um, natural world. And because she was such an amazing writer, it really spoke to me and uh, has really sort of, um, I guess, dictated a lot of my thinking and my path in life since, you know, uh, it's one of the reasons why I became a geography teacher. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's profound, isn't it? Some of the books that change our lives, you know, really make a difference. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favourite teacher and why? Right. Well, this is a bit of a cheat, but there are actually two favourite teachers. Okay, but but they, they each taught half of the A-level biology syllabus to us. They were, they were two young guys, uh, Dave and Pete, uh, <laughs> who were like, uh, I could say they were a bit like a 1970s version of Anton Deck. Um, they were very amusing, very, very um, passionate about the subject and extremely good teachers. And, um, you know, I think without exception, all their students really looked forward to their lessons because there would be some real rigor um, and uh, they really cared, but there was also some, some banter and some lighthearted moments as well. Yeah. So yeah. that, uh, Pete and Dave, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know who you are. Okay, next question then. What's your favorite holiday destination? Okay, um, when I was a kid, um, we uh, had our family holidays up in a part of Scotland, the southwest of Scotland called Dumfries and Galloway, um, where I have a lot of relatives. And the holidays were uh, very low cost, very low tech, um, uh, very, uh, spent in a very extremely remote cottage right by the sea with no electricity, wow. that sort of thing. So that was quite, uh, quite exciting but just days spent outdoors on the beach, climbing mountains, all that sort of things, just really brilliant. The great outdoors. <laughs> the great outdoors, that's right, yeah. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Okay, what's your favorite takeaway or food? Um, favorite takeaway is, it's gotta be good fish and chips. Ah. <laughs> yeah, which always makes me think of summer holidays as well, because that was something we always used to have on holidays but they've got to be good fish and chips it's all got to be very fresh and very nice fresh hot oil and so on yeah <laughs> you've got high standards yes <laughs> and what's your most used app on your phone <laughs> oh right well i'm not a great one for for apps and and the phone use and so on however i do use an app daily uh, and i have done for some months now and this is the zoe covid symptom app oh, yes. uh uh, where every every day uh, we uh, um, uh, update our, our latest COVID tests. Uh, it's got our vaccination data on there. And we have to say whether we feel, feel well or showing any symptoms. And this is part of a, 
an enormous citizen science uh, project that uh, I'm really pleased to be part of. And uh, the data seems to be uh, helping in the battle against COVID. And also, as, a, as, as I have the app, uh, I can go, go and have a look at um, uh, updates and so on and, and, and look at some of the data as well. So, so keeping yourself informed with the science. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And being part of the science. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> really yeah, exciting. yeah. Okay, well, it's fabulous to get to know you, David. And if anybody's watching this or listening to this and you'd like to work with David as your academic coach, then there will be a link below this video with all the details. Um, you, the main page you need to come to is lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash study dash skills dash coaching. So that's lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash study dash skills dash coaching. And you can find all the details about how you can work with us there. And on that page, you can book a call to have a chat and see if we're a good fit for you and what you're looking for. And we will take it from there. Okay, thank you so much, David, for coming along and sharing um, about your professional life and some of the things that have shaped your life with us today. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening or watching. Have a wonderful day and goodbye, everybody. Bye.